So welcome, Sadie, to the Well Good Chat. It's brilliant to have you here. For those of the Well Good listeners that are, are listening, did you want to just introduce yourself as to who you are and what it is that you do? I'd love to, and thank you for having me on. Uh, so my name is Sadie Restrick. I'm the co-founder of Wellity Global. So we work with organisations across the world to help improve employee wellbeing via a training solutions, training consultancy and training events. I'm really, really wow. glad to be here. Wow, that's amazing. And looking back to, I suppose, when you were younger, mm -hmm. um, could you always see yourself working in the, I suppose it wouldn't have been called wellbeing necessarily, because that's a term that throughout the ages but it's uh, kind of come to would you say that well-being and feeling good in that kind of area was something that you were always passionate about um no <laughs> I was always interested in psychology and um, so when right. I was young young I was more yeah. interested in working with animals so being a vet oh, wow. uh, mounted police was an idea that I, oh, I quite wow. liked for a while because wow. I'm a <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I ride horses, so it just aligned really? to that. So there was a, a lot around animals. Yeah. Um, then I was more moving towards doing something in um, law. Um, so my work experience was actually at a court. Um, but then I did psychology in my A-level. So that kind of carved down more that path. Um, and yeah. then definitely when I was sort of late teens at sick form, that's when I started to work, want to work more in the capacity of understanding the human mind and, yeah. and how we behave and why we behave a certain way. So that kind of took me down that route so um we started a psychology committee um myself and some other students we started a peer listening scheme for the younger students so we had um yeah that was amazing so we had um the Samaritans come in and uh, a train us to be what we refer to as the listeners um, oh, I love that. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so basically, we identified having gone through our teens that it's really tough being young. Yes. And yes. I went to um, an all girls grammar school and it was quite high pressure. Um, and we were all quite, quite focused on getting certain results um, yeah. with our schooling and our exams. And it's just so much pressure. So yeah. we were like, where do you go to as a young person to yeah. speak to someone? Um, and we didn't know ourselves when we were younger. So we wanted yeah. to do something about it. So the Samaritans came and, and trained us how to listen. Not, yeah. Nothing else, not to be therapists or anything no. like that. No. Um, kind of like back then what MHFA is kind of now in a lot of workplaces um yeah. so we were stuck in a broom cupboard under the stairs with all like the mops and stuff oh <laughs> Harry Potter yeah. first, first Harry Potter <laughs> um yeah and there was a little sign saying you know if you want to speak to a, an older student um oh. then this is where you go and some of the staff were a bit like mm, okay you, you go and do that if that makes you feel better and it, it was really really popular so many youngsters came to us just to talk and yeah. to offload and have that peer support yeah. so things like that as a teenager sort of shaped that kind of the path I wanted to go down I guess yeah wow I absolutely love that and <laughs> I've never heard that as you know like just knowing universities and having links to mm -hmm. colleges and universities I've never heard an, another kind of university do that before. do you know if other universities do this it. is sixth forms so this was even before oh, uni yeah wow. yeah so That's I was sort of 16 17 I don't I've never heard anyone do that but I think <laughs> that's I. such a good yeah I think that's such a good idea it's like something yeah. that if yeah you might not necessarily feel comfortable necessarily going to um parents or other people and to know that you go into a student I, I think that's that's wonderful um I definitely if any I was going to say if any teachers or 
any like lecturers or anything are listening I think it'd be great in school sixth form I think universities college um just to have that student perspective because I know you have student liaison mm -hmm. uh, officers and things but again they're they're adults they're kind of professional but to have like yeah that student support that have been trained by the Samaritans what a wonderful yeah that's brilliant um and then how long have you um been at Wellity so when did you kind of did that all come about so I first started my consultancy in this space in 2010 um, and essentially was doing a lot of risk assessments, more so yeah. social risk management um, and did that for sort of several years. And then I met uh, with Simon, um, yes. who essentially, I think, you know, Simon yes, as well. Simon, um, yeah. And we kind of came together and merged our businesses. So that's how Wellity Global came about. But myself, I've been doing this yeah, since 2010, so the 13 years. Oh. So quite a while yes. um, and quite a lot has changed in, in the space. I guess um, yes. in that time but it's it's going in the right direction which, which is good yes. um, but there's still just a lot more for us to do really I think yeah yeah because I suppose that's the thing that I noticed because before um of like before lockdown and throughout lockdown I had like my PT and well-being business and I actually found that throughout lockdown it actually got busier and it was like from from pre-covid well-being was like 10 on everyone's agenda and then now it's like right up there as kind of priorities for people mm -hmm. to kind of the companies need to to focus on. And it's it's so important as a as a topic, um, because if your people aren't well, the company's not well because um, you need you definitely need to look after your people, um, which is something I'm passionate about in my day to day job. So it's definitely a wonderful thing that you're doing. Um, and yeah, hopefully it just keeps staying on people's agenda mm -hmm. and it doesn't, uh, uh, yeah, dwindle off. But we're going back to kind of when you talk about that that role that you did in, mm -hmm. in sixth form and um, how that care for, for animals, so there's that care inside um, that obviously shows from, from what you were like when you were younger. What would you say a young Sadie, um, say <laughs> pre-teens going into teens, what kind of personality would you say you had? Pre-teen, okay. Um, I was, I liked being outside. I've always been a lover of being outside and, yeah. and adventuring and activities. Um, I was a bit of a tomboy, so I would yeah. love like playing out in the mud, playing rounders over the field with my older brother, yeah. um, going down to the, to the stables, spending time with the horses. Like I was always out and about doing things. I was yeah. quite an anxious child though. Oh. Um, and I think, constantly doing things helped me manage that that anxiety yeah. like I couldn't sit still because I think I, I started to struggle with with how I was thinking yeah. um even at a really really early age wow. and, and and even in primary school I remember having quite bad anxiety and yeah. I think that was how I managed it by keeping always doing something um, wow. and keeping active yeah so I was always like that I was always very conscious again even at, at primary about um the grades I was getting the, the scores I was oh, getting wow. about how I was performing at school and I think that very much was was linked to my anxiety as well because for me if somebody was saying you're doing great you're great it's like yeah but that's not something tangible yeah. if I can see a hundred percent on a paper that's tangible nobody yeah. can argue with that whereas opinion yeah. is something that's a bit more fluid so yeah. for me something I really struggled with as a kid and as a teen was yeah 
understanding that that doesn't define me that grade yeah. that's not yeah. that, that doesn't validate me as a person but yeah. as a kid that certainly was something that I always strived towards and people like oh you're so academic yeah, but it, it wasn't that it was like mm. I really need to work hard and get that grade and that score to prove yeah. that I'm I'm enough and that yeah. I'm, I'm I'm worthy kind of thing so yeah. that was something that you know a bit of angst that I had as a kid but yeah absolutely yeah. love being outdoors doing oh. stuff jumping in rivers yeah. like, oh great getting muddy being with yeah. the dogs being yeah. outside Loads of generally everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely yeah My other girls are like out the unknown practicing their makeup and I was just like no yeah. <laughs> you sound like me as a child yeah jumping through bushes that's and like, it yeah yeah, yeah. scratches grazes like, look how many bruises I've got on my legs yeah, exactly. as if like it was like an achievement yeah uh, <laughs> yeah definitely because when you when you go back to how how you felt with regards to being so busy to get the mm-hmm. grades and things would you say that where that came from have you been able to kind of bring it back or un- like I suppose recognize if there were certain things that triggered that mm-hmm. or and like where it came from from such a young age I was bullied at a young oh. age so I think I mean I, I had a great great family great upbringing um yeah. my, my mum particularly she's my best friend older oh, brother who I'm really close me. with so that that's all great and was like a little support network yeah. but I think it was the the bullying and my self-perception that oh. kind of pushed me down that route and yeah. kept me quite stuck in that kind of mindset for a while yeah. um, of having that that approach I think naturally I'm quite an anxious person and it's something I've learned to to manage essentially it's part of who I am but it's I think that was it it was because okay if I don't fit in socially at school if the kids are going to be mean to me it's okay because I'm I'm doing well in my grades and see I've got an A in this so that's kind of what I I hung my validation on um, for myself personally I think that's what that's what I would attribute it to anyway yeah yeah and and from that I suppose from how you've you've had to manage that anxiety mm-hmm. from such a young age and then going through um your education and and that side of things to now where you are now mm-hmm. would you say over the years it's been an easy journey that you've had through through life and managing all of that or would you say that it's had its ups and downs or mm. it's been quite smooth how would you say that that's been <laughs> um it's been an utter roller coaster, um, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I think, yeah, I think it's really important to to go through good and bad Definitely. because it gives you grounding and it gives you gratitude because you can't possibly appreciate all the wonderful, positive, Definitely. enjoyable moments in life if you haven't had that contrast. Yeah, and. I've had some really really tough times particularly in my early 20s when I was um the year I turned 21 was a horrendous year for me and some things that happened in my late teens also awful but that's who's how I don't know I've been shaped as a person and how I consider myself to be a very very resilient person and it's it's born from those adversities and what I've learned about myself and about life um so yeah I, I I wouldn't have it any other way because yeah. well I can't firstly but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's important you know to have the ups and downs as long as you don't stay down and as yeah. long as you kind of bounce back up I always um, liken it to do you remember Weebles at all? Weebles yes yeah yeah the, the, the rock the rock yeah yes. so they had the magnet I, honestly I was in a training the other day and I asked and everyone looked at me so blankly like what are you talking about <laughs> and I was like 
clearly this is like an 80s thing I don't know showing my age the oh, weebles yeah, the in weebles, case anyone watching yeah. doesn't remember their motto is they wobble but they don't stay down yeah so they had they were sort of these little toy things that had um, a really heavy weighted base and so they yeah, swung they like go, that yeah <laughs> and then come back up again <laughs> but they were, and that was that was how I one of the things that I always remember is you, you, everyone wobbles yeah, we all wobble and we all definitely. have these moments when we're swaying we don't yeah. know but you you'll come back up again you'll get yeah. upright again you won't fall down and yeah. it's having that that faith in yourself and yeah that's why the downs in my life the hard times I look back on and go do you know what you've got a hundred percent success rate of getting through anything life's thrown at you you're still yeah. here like yeah. and you know that it's that conviction in your yeah. in your stomach that you think yeah. no I can I can get through it because I have yeah <laughs> I've, I've got experience in this You've got the evidence yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah so it's not been a smooth journey but I, I am grateful to that rather than anything else brilliant oh no and, and I'm completely uh, agree with you and I feel like it makes me actually want to look to see if you can buy <laughs> <laughs> you know as if like a well good weeble <laughs> because as if like to have that like if like say there's any young people or anybody to be able to look at that and see that they can wobble and mm-hmm. and know that they can be like that but they always come back up right again and um and like you said I think everything is appreciated more like say if if you've had to work for your money and mm-hmm. you've not just been handed it I find that it means so much more when it's it's come through uh, through hard work um, and and what you've been through and kind of how you've then come back round, I think is is great being able to look at the evidence because mm-hmm. say if you went back to your late teens and when you were 21 I'm just thinking say if there are young people late teens now kind mm-hmm. of going through a really challenging time did you can you remember how you felt at the time did you feel I'm going to be able to get through this or was there certain things that you then knew you had to do or that you were guided to do to then be able to bring yourself out or kind of, yeah, how did you get out of it? Um, I remember feeling really powerless that things were happening to me and yes. that I, I had had no power and that felt quite overwhelming and yeah. that, that threw me for a while. Um, how I got through it at the time and kind of like a few of the pivotal turning points for me it was one writing creative expression I Great. I love I wrote a lot of poetry during that time yeah. um I, I referred to myself quite a lot as a phoenix and I, yeah, I just yeah, in my head <laughs> I just yeah needed to, to let it out somehow and, and yes. until I found a point where I could talk to other people and explain it I needed to get my own head around it yeah um so I just wrote like like a stream of consciousness journaling sometimes it came yeah. out as poetry but I just needed to express yes. what I was bottling up and what felt was all trapped in here yes. I almost felt yes. like a pressure cooker of like mm, I oh, can't do anything I'm stuck it. yeah and yeah. It, it just yeah it was a form of release and then once I'd done that I could start to understand that I could show that I, I distinctly remember there was a particular poem that I just gave to my mum and oh. said I can't talk about it but read that and you might understand oh. where I'm at because I could, just couldn't find the words and articulate it in a way but my emotions felt too much and it just oh, felt all too difficult really yeah. to to put into words so writing was really powerful for me but yeah also acknowledging the fact that we can't do things on our own and it's okay to ask for help and support I yes think I think that's great my mechanism of getting through 
the particularly dark times was to put up walls and think, no, I'm fine, I'm strong. And I think sometimes we think that resilience and getting through difficulty is about having this impenetrable steel armour and yeah. just be like, I can do everything, <laughs> I'm fine, I'm strong. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm not feeling that strong and yeah. I need some help. And yeah. I always liken it to if you've got like a, a toolbox in, in the yeah. shed or under the sink, like a toolkit yeah. and we've got all these different tools for these different jobs right and mm. sometimes we might face a, a task that we haven't got a tool that, that yeah. fits you know yeah. and it's like well I've got this and this but that's not the right shape or size so I yeah. need some new tools here yeah. and that might mean talking to you talking to yeah. my mum talking to somebody and going so what would you do and being curious about it yeah. and thinking I don't know what to do here actually what I'd usually doing isn't working why do you think that is and yeah. accepting that at an early age that we all need a bit of support and that's okay that's, that's a good okay. thing you know that for me was a bit of a, a turning point that it's okay to ask for help and say I don't know and I'm struggling and that that doesn't make mm. me weak it actually does make me strong so Definitely. that was yeah that was really powerful for me yeah oh and that's and I think that is going to be so powerful to anybody that then watches this because I think like you say as you're growing up I think depending on um how you've been taught or different things that you've been conditioned to to think I think to have that and hear somebody say I had like some really challenging dark times and actually the best thing that I did was one be able to let it out through either writing whatever whatever poetry or then ask for help and knowing that to talk to somebody and I think it's having those people or areas or wherever it is that even if it's just one person that is, mm -hmm. is there for you just finding that that kind of person to to offload and kind of ask for help um because there are lots of people out there like you say when you're when you're that age I think sometimes you want to feel as though you can kind of do it all but yeah be having that vulnerability and I think mm -hmm. even as an adult um I think that's really important for kind of leaders and when you're in a business I think to be able to show that vulnerability and to show the human I think is is so important because as going on from so say that's how you felt through kind of your late teens early 20s mm -hmm. and then to where you are now and the kind of being able to draw on the evidence of everything that you've been through so far is is really powerful is is there other things that you do that you know consistently I need to be doing this in my life because mm. I stay for good my, like positive mindset uh, my mental health is better my overall well-being is better and if I don't do these particular things I know that I'm gonna start to struggle or go through a rocky patch mm -hmm. is, th is there something or like, like anything that you do for that consistency uh, it's quite a few things uh, the journaling I, st I still do yeah. Um, regularly um, yeah. I've got a, a little book called one line a day as well which is just yeah. writing down one positive thing I think people think about gratitude journaling and think it'll yeah. take ages but it's just one little thing that, that yes. you want to focus on so that um, I've got a, a dog who needs walking oh, <laughs> um, so that's a non-negotiable for her yeah. alone me yeah. but that, that it does help it really does yeah. help and you know I live in a, a lovely area by the river so going down and being out in nature every morning before starting the day I love getting up early I feel like I'm getting a head start on the day yeah. so having that time to just breathe and just be and be in nature I've got quite a strict rule with myself that at least three dog walks a week I don't take my phone um, I think nice. we, you know we're quite habitually you know we see a nice 
sunrise say on my dog walk it's like oh I'll get a picture of that and it's like no just enjoy it and just enjoy it yeah yeah that time um hydration sounds really basic but I I really really have come to appreciate hydrating my body and how it affects my energy and my sleep particularly um having my own communities it has been a real probably the last five years I'd say because when we hear support we often think like emotional support practical support but having a tribe of people that get you yeah. and and your interests and your passions. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm connected to so many people on like Facebook groups and yeah. social media is a is a big topic, pros and cons when it comes to mental health for me. But yeah. on Facebook, I'm in, for example, a wild swimming group. I love wild swimming right. and people share posts about what this waterfall that they found somewhere in the depths of Wales. And yeah. you know, we just share experiences and stories. I'm in a canny cross group for running with my dog, like yeah. but different people who get different things. And yeah. if I said to my social circle, my immediate friends from school that, you know, I went on a great swim down at the river this morning, they'd be like, why? Why did you yeah. do that? <laughs> but these people get it. They're like, wow, yeah. man, that's really yeah. amazing. And yeah. it's people that just get all the different sides of you. And I've never met any of these people, yeah. but it's great to connect with these different parts of who I am and yeah. that we've got pockets of groups around the world yeah. who who get it. And yeah. That for me, it combats any feelings of like feeling lonely or isolated because people, you feel like you belong in all those different groups. And that for me, that's that's really, really powerful. Connecting with them regularly reminds me that I'm more than my job, essentially, because I think it's quite easy to over-identify with our work and we're passionate about it. But there's lots of different things that make up who I am as a person. Like, you know, when you go to like a social occasion, someone says like, oh, so what do you do then? We yeah. just answer with our job, yeah. right? And yeah. there's a lot of things I do outside of my work. And yeah. that having that balance with those communities and investing myself in different areas that contribute to who I am as a person yeah. is a game changer for Definitely. me when it comes to maintaining well-being. The minute I neglect those little other bits of me yeah. and get too hyper-focused on work, yeah. that's when things can start to get a bit un unstuck kind of thing so yeah, yeah that that for me is really powerful that yeah and and that's so important and I suppose being also like a founder and kind of a CEO as well okay. um how how do you then do that because I could imagine like the fact of um it being so busy and say for example as a as a owner of a business you want your business to do well you okay. want obviously to be getting more clients more kind of um people like you say you're global as well how is there certain kind of rules as well that within the business you have that you kind of say actually we're not doing this this is a rule because it's then going to mean that your headspace is taken up Mm -hmm. too much with work and less able to focus on the things like what you've just said yeah we've got kind of like a a communication charter in the team of, of like how we communicate what tools we communicate if it is something because we are a global organization things do happen at time zones that perhaps aren't conducive to our working hours so how we navigate that um and we do have systems in place and we do help each other stay accountable so if it is the case that Simon was my business partner or George was my EA you know flagged that hang on a minute why were you sending it at that hour so we're we're pulling each other up and being quite stern and strict with each other and saying that's not okay what are you doing like Simon was on holiday with his girls a few weeks ago and he popped up on the slack channel and I said I'm going to eject you from this group unless you leave like it's not 
because you do accountability is really powerful for yeah. me and we can have all these great ideas about what we want to do and how we want to live our lives and what's healthy for us but it's so yeah. easy to get derailed and it's just making sure you've got people around you that pull up and go no stop doing that and you're yeah. like yeah you're right even if yeah. it's like have you gone for lunch today why are you still sitting at your desk you haven't moved in seven hours like it's yeah. just yeah. being open to going nah you're right and yeah just having those sorts of people that have our back around Definitely. us and yeah cutting out the people that have the opposite effect yeah. I call them um yeah we're drains and radiators and I've got a lot of radiators oh, in my life and I've cut out the drains oh <laughs> so. I like that one drains and radiators I call uh, my one is from Harry Potter the dementors yes. that suck all the good energy from you <laughs> And you're like, oh gosh, yeah. if you're around too many dementors, they just <laughs> deplete you. It's and yeah, exhausting. you can feel it, can't you? Yeah, yeah it, it is exhausting. But I've, yeah, drains and radiators. I've not heard that one. Yeah, I'm always conscious about which is which. Sometimes you, you've got to work with or liaise yeah. or be around the drains, yeah. but then I go out of my way. Like one of my radiators, one of my closest friends, who rather inconveniently has moved to Australia. But oh, I, no. I will. <laughs> No, so rude, right? But I will FaceTime her if I'm having a, a tough time, and I because she always lifts me, she backs yeah, me, yeah. she believes in me, she 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 loves me to bits just as I do her. And sometimes you need those people just to lift you up when Definitely. you're not being your own best friends. Like we yes. can all be sometimes a bit hard and a bit critical on ourselves. And I think yes. having those people that lift you and go, you're amazing. Yeah. Like it just yeah. you're like, yeah, yeah. I am actually. Yeah. Like, it, it just, it's it's really really nice to have those people and that kind of energy. It, it's contagious. Yeah. So I I love I love being around that kind of energy. Yeah, definitely. And it's like you said, it's so important because naturally everybody is different and everybody's mm-hmm. kind of got their own things going on. Um, and when you are the kind of person which throughout the conversation we've uh, identified that you're wanting to do good you're kind of wanting to help whether or not that's animals or people or and wanting to listen and wanting to be there for others but then I think you can then forget and you have to be reminded that actually people need to be there for you as well and being able to kind of reach out to those people um which yeah if she's now in Australia the 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 time zone I know inconvenient mostly inconvenient yeah yeah (laughs) oh bless but no and I was I just I was also wanted to ask um with regards to because I've never done it but I have heard the benefits of it was when you talked about the wild swimming Mm -hmm. like do you find because I know that there's lots of people that go into the sea Mm -hmm. and kind of uh without a wetsuit and literally just swim lunging yeah yeah, and they say that for for their mental health and their well-being it is if just Mm -hmm. is like a yeah an amazing thing to do yeah it's incredibly I mean the the benefits physiologically um are are really really immense particularly things like stress and anxiety yeah um but it just has that connection as well to to nature um which I really really love so I go to the the ocean I go to the river um I just love being outside so, so yeah. any any opportunity to do that whether I'm riding my bike out in the kayak out the stand-up paddleboard yes. like I just like being outside yeah. um, it just it's a really good way for me to practice mindfulness because when I'm doing those things I'm not grabbing my phone yes. or being tempted to, to go online and work and yeah. it's just being really present in what present. you're doing in that activity so yeah I'm, yeah I'm a huge advocate for anything we could do to get yeah. out get outside and also I like to set challenges for myself around those kind of activities so yeah. usually once a year this got suspended a bit during, during the 
pandemic <laughs> but usually I set and, and book to do something um so I've got coming up in September the London to Brighton off-road bike ride I've done the, oh, the road yeah. one but this is like a trail ride um which right. yeah I, so that means that I because I've got that in the You've diary got I've yeah. got to start cycling more and being off-road and doing more trail biking because yeah. I've got that event so I typically like to booking th- things like that to challenge myself challenge and to prove it, yeah. that yeah you can do this yeah go yeah. for it you know and just yeah. that little voice that starts going you can't do that you're not fit enough yeah. to do that I'm like shush <laughs> look <Yeah>. I am <laughs> watch me <laughs> that's great that's great would you say like as kind of time goes on that the voice gets louder or kind of you're having to challenge yourself to kind of shut that um mm-hmm. voice up do you find that you, it's when you get older, it tries to stop you more? And so that gives you more reason to then kind of do the challenges. I think I've got better at I, I almost have a conversation with it because <laughs> I tried great. I tried the shush, great. you're wrong. But, yeah. but it's like it's like, no, it's, it, I, I can do this. I've done that and that and that and that. And I kind of imagine it like a little gremlin on my shoulder. Going, yeah. You can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I can. like it, yeah. it's because. I always try and bear in mind that that voice, this critic, is actually trying to protect me because it thinks yeah. I might be at harm and yeah. I might get, you know, I might experience shame, which let's face it, our brain just panics about feeling yeah. shame. And yeah. it, it's trying to protect me. So yeah. shutting it down and trying to squash it, it doesn't help. But yeah. reasoning with it and saying, no, I've absolutely got this. This isn't a problem, you know, yeah. and then having that conversation, it's okay, I've, it's going to be fine. Yeah. And you know, one of the things I love in combating that is um, there's something called the, the shame attack. I don't know if you've heard that before. I don't know if I have. Maybe. If it's, you, um, maybe. There's a, a theorist, Ellis, um, who used to do this with people who are struggling with these negative thoughts and, oh, you right. know, people thinking the worst and catastrophizing and yeah. stuff. And one of the things he used to do was to get his patients to go out and walk down a busy high street with a banana on a dog lead and talk to it as if it was a dog and be like, come in, come in. And of course, people are like, I'm not doing that. Everyone will look at me. But yeah. that doesn't matter. Like, yeah. and yeah. he, he sort of encouraged this thought of sticking yourself in a situation where you might get embarrassed. People yeah. might laugh and point, but that's yeah. fine. Who cares? Yeah. Like, it's really not the end of the world. And yeah. other people's opinion, it just it doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's just taking things a bit that more lightly brilliant. it's brilliant and I can't look at a banana without thinking about it so <laughs> I I just I just love this premise it's like nobody's yeah. watching nobody cares yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. it doesn't matter if people think what you're doing is is silly it doesn't yeah. matter and yeah, it just that really not. helps me I've, all these little things that help yeah. me just realize that, that it's okay but using evidence as well like I believe it or not, when I was younger, I had to um, stand up in front of the class and, and talk about something we've been doing. And, and I, I hyperventilated and had a panic attack and I oh, got yes. taken out and I went home, got sent home um, and locked myself in the bathroom. And I said to mum, I'm never going back to school. Oh, I, yes. I, I standing up and talking in front of even one person, I was just I, I could not cope. Wow. And then over the years, because I do it a lot, I, yeah. I started to, to manage and, and going into like you know before talking in front of a large group or a conference yeah. I'd have these little rituals that I would do to get me more used to it and then it wasn't until a few years back that I was invited to talk live on um, BBC News and be interviewed about digital burnout and switching off yeah. I was like yeah I can do it yeah and, and everyone's like really that's a live audience that's like on TV and I was like yeah and honestly I got I got to the studios and I was waiting for 
my physiological response I was waiting for the <laughs> and I was walked in and I was mic'd up and I was like well, it's not coming it's not where coming. is it I'm yeah. I need to I need to start reusing my breathing techniques to, and yeah. I was like but I'm okay I'm actually actually okay yeah. and it was I felt like I was sitting up having a cuppa and a conversation yeah. with you in a lounge like I just wow. I was fine and it was just like wow like and that to me the transition to how yeah. I was as a teen yeah. and I literally could not function standing in front and to that and to yeah. now I, it just the difference that to is me amazing. is tremendous but it shows the power of us as people yeah. of, of our minds and our mindset and just yeah, we can we can be whoever we want to be we can do whatever we want to do um yeah. in that frame behind me you, you can't see it because it's what it says um hang on I'll bring it forward in case you can see that oh, yeah, it says can do anything but you not can't everything. do everything yeah. and that for me is I can do anything if, yeah. if I want to I can do anything but yeah. I can't do everything yeah. it's it's yeah. there because I often yeah. have to remind myself and an old colleague bought that for me because she said you say it all the time to other people but you need to remember it yourself and I yeah. said yeah that's a good point I think I need to buy one of those as well <laughs> I think you said that phrase the other day is I need to remind myself not I don't need to do everything um, so yeah I love that I love that and and with regards to the rituals that you said mm-hmm. um that you now say for example when you went to BBC you touched mm-hmm. on it a bit with regards to you said I need to I need to get into my breathing technique but mm-hmm. actually I don't because I'm I'm kind of feeling okay what did that ritual consist of that you used to that you did used to do before kind of speaking when mm-hmm. when you were a teen um, I think you'll like this. So I, <laughs> I engage with my senses. I've, I've always found that quite powerful. Um, and yeah. so essentially uh, what, what I went through as an exercise that I then kept repeating in, in any yeah. situation where I felt nervous is the first um, 30 seconds, I would focus yeah. entirely on someone that I found very, very motivational, inspirational, which is my mum. So she's been through a lot of of difficulty and she just amazes me. So for 30 seconds, I just focus on imagining her and and her face and everything she represents to me. And the next 30 seconds is in my head, or if I can out loud, I, I sing a song um, that empowers me. You know that when I right. sing, yeah, you just that hear song, on the radio, and just, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it just energizes you. If you go to the gym, you put it yeah. on when you really yeah. want to push through it, and, yeah. and you just want to want to lift your spirits. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, that I'd just sing the chorus, it's sing, uh, so, so it was don't stop me now. Um, yeah. And then the the last thirty seconds is typically when you go through and it's basically a breathing exercise but you imagine yeah. your lungs filling up with a smell that you associate in some way in, in a positive sense so um it could be suntan lotion it could be um one woman once said to me that she uses the smell of roast potatoes cooking because it reminds oh, her of yeah. home and security yeah. and stability so the smell doesn't oh, matter it could be great. a perfume or an aftershave for love it doesn't matter yeah. um so mine's freshly cut grass but I Im- imagine I close my eyes and imagine big deep breath in and, and imagine my lungs filling up with that that scent yeah so it's essentially a breathing activity but it also because fresh cut grass reminds me of being outside it reminds me yeah. of being in my garden and relax yeah. and then I start to tune into hearing the birds and so yeah. that's 30 seconds of each one it's only a minute and a half yeah. but that changes my focus into things brilliant. that lift me and inspire me and support me and the breathing as well and it just you open your eyes and it's like oh, I'm ready it's okay to yeah, yeah yeah I'm, I'm ready I'm ready yeah. so that was like my little rituals oh, but I love that. And, and like you say a minute and a half is not is not long at all no and and to be able to do those things to transform from and and, and I think what's what's lovely to hear as well and I think this is comforting and I think other people find it comforting is that 
like, I know you with regards to the amount of times you've spoken in front of huge amounts of people, like you say, live on TV, radio, goodness knows what else. But that comfort that you actually couldn't do that, not that you don't want people to be able to do it, but that you really struggled with mm-hmm. that previously. And actually, there's stuff that you've had to do to actually mean that now, in a way, you've conditioned yourself to not let those situations overpower you anymore. Mm-hmm. You kind of, I'm like, I'm actually okay and um, and I'm fine. But knowing that if you then did start to feel the panic again, which naturally at different times in our lives, uh, it kind of can be sprung on us. But to know that you have got that that kind of ritual that you can do to to put yourself mm-hmm. back in that in that place is is just wonderful because I think young people as well um, can can often go oh well it's all right for you you're you're, you're naturally good at that or you you don't I'm you've not. not had it easy <laughs> yeah I'm not I, I was going to say so many times people as if like, oh you're really confident or you're this you're that. and I'm like no like mm-hmm. you might see that but I've 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 had to work on kind of being comfortable in certain situations and and even then you have to have rituals to prepare yourself for for different things and so I think that's really comforting to know that where you are now kind of what you've not only been through got through but also the different techniques and things that you do to stay in that kind of um positive mindset and uh, for your and the stuff that you do Mm -hmm. for your overall overall well-being um one last question before um uh, that I always like to ask with regards to if there was something you could say to, a, a, say, a teen Sadie or a younger Sadie, that if you'd have been told it sooner, it would have really helped kind mm-hmm. of you go, you go through the challenging times that you've had in your life? Um, probably, I think from, if somebody had said this, and I'd, I'd have listened, um, that... <laughs> That's that's a different I, I should add that on. <laughs> to the question and if you listened at the time (laughs) (laughs) that the most important relationship you ever have in your life is with yourself because I think you I think we we kind of spend so much time worrying about other people and their opinions of us and thinking about the relationships we have um socially romantically we're always thinking about all those other connections but I don't think we spend enough time or we're even taught how to yeah. like ourselves and, yeah. and work on the relationship with ourselves and, and that self-awareness that self-acceptance Definitely. um self-esteem self-respect self-care all, all of these things that are really yeah. important start with self yeah. and it's really interesting when I, when I ask people youngsters adults at workplaces leaders and say from one to ten how would you rate the relationship that you have with yourself and the vast majority are under five because yeah. you know it's just and it's really really difficult and even if again as adults if you ask someone to get a mirror and yeah. look and hold and yeah. make eye contact with themselves for, for 60 seconds a lot yeah. struggle and it's like, oh, I look in the mirror all the time. It's like, yeah, but you're doing things. You do, you're doing yeah. your teeth. You're doing your hair. Yeah. Look at yourself and go, that's yeah. me. And yeah. I, I like that person. Yeah. And people struggle. And I think if we understood that at a younger age and understood that putting ourselves first isn't a bad thing, that doesn't yeah. make us selfish. It's self-preservation yeah. and understanding yeah. the emotions that we're having and not trying to suppress them and yeah. understanding that it's okay to fail and to get things yeah. wrong that makes us a scientist which is a wonderful thing it, yeah. it's it's just understanding and unpicking all these things 
then we'll have better healthy relationships with everyone else definitely but it, it has to start here definitely. and I just wish that I knew, knew that sooner yeah. Yeah. because I thought that everything to validate myself as a positive and good person was about other people everyone and it's else. not yeah no that that is and no one's put it like that before when I've asked that question um and and I, I think that's wonderful I, I genuinely do because again like you say when you sp- speak to people and there is if trying to compare themselves mm-hmm. and wanting to look like other people or do what other people are doing and actually saying to yourself what do I want to do yeah. what what do I love what what do I want to look like um and the fact that you are different embracing the fact that you're unique and there's n- unless you're a twit like identical twin but even then <laughs> you're going to be still different from yeah. like, who you are as a person but that's generally, a good thing yeah it's a great thing and to like and again I- I'm with you on that the fact that you should you should really celebrate the fact that there's nobody else in this world like you mm-hmm. and again going on from what you said as well the fact that what's in the background uh, on your frame that there's nobody in the world like you and you can do anything like it's just wow. like wonderful like yeah and and uh I think that that ends the the well good chat on, in such a positive way and I think people listening to kind of what you've kind of gone through the different things that you implement um I think is going to be so inspiring because ultimately the whole point of well good is all about thinking good doing good to ultimately feel good for mm-hmm. yourself and the stuff that you can do so I know that so many people will take away so much from from our conversation so thank you so much for your time oh, thank you and you're doing really amazing appreciate. it's a really amazing <laughs> initiative and I, I love it and I appreciate you asking oh. me to be on oh no thank you so much and have a great wonderful rest of the week you too keep up take the great care. work take care bye Bye. 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 This show is part of Microbrew Radio, Burton on Trent's community radio station. You can hear this and plenty of other shows over on microbrewradio.com. Find our app on the iOS or Android stores, or just say, Alexa, play Microbrew Radio. And if you like what you hear, please let us know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks. <laughs>